Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. What is going on, everybody? Welcome into another edition of the Daily Energy Newsbeat stand-up here on this gorgeous Wednesday, December 21st, 2022. As always, I'm your humble correspondent, Michael Tanner, coming to you from an undisclosed location here in Dallas, Texas, joined by the executive producer of the show, the purveyor of the show, the director and publisher of the world's greatest website, energynewsbeat.com, Stuart Turley. My man, how we doing? Beautiful day in the neighborhood, and I'm tired, but we got us a great day. Yeah, it has been it has been a long day, but it has been a good day, and we have some great stories for you guys lined up. But first thing, I am out tomorrow, so you have to suffer through a solo show of stew. So, in an effort to make up with that, I will make sure to be back on Friday and coming at you. But uh, just a little programming note um, there, so to tune in. I know Stu will have a great show for you guys lined up, but we've got some stories that we have to cover before then, Stu. You've you 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 really got a wide range of stories that I know you'll figure out a way to tie together. First off, we're going to be in California. Humboldt County reports widespread damage after a powerful earthquake. We'll update everybody on what's going out there. Russian oil exports have clapped more than 50% as Exxon shuns tankers that hauls Russian crude. But I think as Stu will point out that this is only continuing to stabilize Russian oil flows. So uh, um, we'll be looking for an update there. Um, Fossil fuels likely aren't going anywhere despite fusion breakthrough touted by the Biden officials. This is mainly a segment where I can pat myself on the back. This was really what it looks like. Um, They just really, really needed some budget money. Um, But we'll break down what is uh, actually going through in the breakthrough uh, fusion energy. And then finally, we all know the the U.S. is deciding to fill up the strategic petroleum reserve. Stu will cover all of what they are doing on the buy side and then also talking about um, some big dividend that the U.S. oil uh, companies are paying out. Um, he'll kick it over to me. I've got a little bit on finance. Oil prices, 76.32, fairly stable. I, I know there's a, a little bit we'll cover. Dollar drove it down, but really we're going to spend the majority of our time as natural gas, Stu. I mean, it's going to look like it's a much more, you know, these weather models are turning. We've got cut much warmer weather, hopefully or not hopefully, but really swinging in through not just now, but all the way through Q1. What's that going to do to that long-term natural gas price forecast? We'll cover all of that in a bag of chips. But first, guys, check us out on the world's greatest website, energynewsbeat.com. We're in the link below or visit us online. It really is the best place for all your energy news. And I promise you, you will get coal in your stocking if you go to it because coal is valuable now and we believe coal <laughs> will increase in value. So getting coal actually in your stocking is a good thing. So if you want coal in your stocking, check us out, www.energynewsbeat.com. Enough of the pleasantry, Stu. Start us off. Where are we headed first? We're going to the country, my favorite country, and that's California. Russia? Uh, yeah, California is a country now because uh, they're going to slide off. Poor old uh, Humboldt County, which is up in the upper... Corner on the coast, uh, upper east corner, and they had a 6.4 
magnitude, uh, two dead, uh, 11 <sighs> wounded. That's as of uh, hours ago. So there's probably going to be more. 6.4 magnitude earthquake, uh, 70,000 people without power. Um, wow. Without power. You know, are the folks doing the power, folks working out at linemen, everybody else, those are the true unsung heroes bringing power to the uh, people there. So and I, who don't have Christmas off. I mean, I know everyone's winding down here for Christmas and that's awesome, but there's a whole heck of a lot of people that it's just another day on the job as we come. That's to exactly holidays. right. The rig hands, the linemen, uh, anybody bringing power to your house, you need to hug a lineman. So, but 70,000 people without power. Michael, if you had a storm today, could you survive without electricity for four days? No, absolutely not. Yeah. got to. I won't even try to pretend like I could. I mean, I might be, I mean, maybe I'd make it a little bit, but like, I, I mean, I, I, I'm still new here in Dallas. Do I couldn't even navigate out of my own neighborhood if I don't have my maps. So, I mean, I don't know where I'm going. I'm on foot. <laughs> Back to the back to bear country. Yeah. Uh, Hopefully I've got enough gas in my tank to get up north and get to where you are. All right. So anyway, our our prayers go to everybody there. We hope that they take care and hug a lineman. The next one, Michael, this is your shout out. This is your time to shine, dude. You are right on. The title of the article is Fossil Fuels Not Going Anywhere Despite Fusion Breakthrough Touted by Biden Officials. Michael, you said, why are they doing this now? And it's right before they dropped $1.7 trillion worth of spending. You and I, two years ago, were saying, what's a billion between friends? My head's exploded with our is it thirty-four trillion dollars is our deficit now? Something horrible like that. Anyway, this article um, is saying that yes, we need to go to uh, nuclear fusion is important because it is um, you know H two O and uh, is just the uh, waste of it. A fusion makes its progress. It could replace wind, solar, and EVs. All three, according to uh, Ebel aren't particularly effective anyway. It's a huge waste of money to invest in wind, solar, and electric vehicles. It's like playing whack-a-mole to try to stop climate change. You got to love it anytime you can have a whack-a-mole quote. But, but, but uh, listen to this. Listen to this. I mean, this is the they they eat they, they this is buried in the article, okay? Right. And you're only going to find this on energynewsbeat.com because we run this episode. But buried in the article, listen to this. I'm going to read you two paragraphs. Specifically, okay. The latest fusion experiment conducted last week and unveiled Tuesday put in 2.05 megajoules of energy and resulted in an output of 3.15 megajoules. Ooh, interesting. That's nice. One's bigger than the other. And that quote goes on to say, meaning there was a net gain of energy from the reaction official said. Next right. paragraph. However, <laughs> however, however, this calculation didn't account for the significant amount of energy needed to power the lasers and operating the fuse rack. In this case, 300 megajoules needed to be drawn down from the electrical grid in order to operate the lasers. So we were we we're not close at all. We're no. not close at all because it, I mean it's an incremental step. But there are still many, many lengths to go in order for that entire value chain. Now, if you were telling me we only had we drew 2.05 megajoules from the grid, powered right. the lasers, and outputted 3.15 megajoules, great. I mean, that that's that's nuts. 
But we, the lasers took more power than was generated by the fusion reaction. So it's it's a great step. It's a step in the right direction. It was it maybe well timed with 1.7 trillion of money going out. That's exactly Probably. why they did it. So uh, still, Biden has a decade. See, here's where we do need nuclear, and it takes 10 years to build a reactor to 20 years based off of hand walking regulations through. Um, Tom Jen, uh, you know, you sit back and kind of go, um, you've got to go through, um, nuclear and other modular nukes that can be made quickly. Anyway, uh, thought you'd like that. You were dead on, right? We're, I love it when I, I love it when I'm right, Stu. I love it. Yeah. That's only twice since I've known you. Okay. It's like a broken, uh, I'm like a broken clock. I'm right twice. <laughs> Um, the next one coming around the corner, filling up the strategic petroleum reserve, uh, then buy big dividend for oil stocks. Now, I had also there's an article on the Wall Street uh, Journal that had a bunch of good stuff on it. Uh, it says that U.S. scores four billion dollars of windfall on oil reserve sales. There's a couple of big numbers, uh, Michael, that we're talking about. I believe it was twenty six dollars was the average price uh, that was sold, and I believe it was sold around the sixty dollar range to China and some others. So that's some pretty good money, Michael. Where? Did that go in the treasury? I'm trying to find out where that money went because from everything I can find, the money to buy it is coming back out of a different fund and nobody can tell me anything, tell me different. So what this is, is $4 billion. Let me look at the number here again. It is. $4 billion that is now missing uh, that I can't find in our treasury. Go figure that out. So uh, treasury analyst, everybody. Uh, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm just a squirrel with a pen. I'd like to know where my money is going. So anyway, uh, we do need to fill it up, but we had it at $26. Here's where it could get tough, Michael. Okay. The next story does tie into this very nicely, and it's the Russian oil. They're bringing 2.3 million barrels per day off of production for the Russian oil because of the new sanctions. Now, mm -hmm. some of that is going to go into the dark fleet, which comes off of the market. And mm -hmm. thank goodness you have China and you have India that are buying as much as they possibly can. So effectively, 1.2 million barrels of oil are coming off of the market, and that's going to help keep, but that's not going to keep yep. the price down. That's going to start keeping the price up. So will Biden be able to buy at that $70? He may be buying at the $90. When do they not buy anymore? And when do they start losing money? Well, you, well, you're right. I mean, they're if if they're buying it, if their plan is to buy it at prices higher than what they sold it. The the, the thing is this though, the, it it depends on how you look at the trade. Do you look at the trade encompassing where the original oil that was filled was sold? If I mean, if 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 that's the way you look at it, they made a lot of money because we're talking about thirty dollar, twenty dollar oil when Trump did it. 
Now looking at the sales at around, you know, all the way from a hundred leading down here. So now if they go to start buying, in my opinion, that's a, with the way you look at it from a trader standpoint, is that's an independent trade. The question I think more pertinent for me is where did the profits go? Like you said, for the sales, that I right. think is more important versus who won the trade or who didn't well, win the trade. Somebody won the trade. There's a lot of money missing. Would you say 4 billion? 4 billion in profit, supposedly. Now, I'll tell you what's due. I'll tell you, it's not in my account. So we can no. at least cross one person off the list. Well, it ain't mine either. But here's the thing. I wish. They, he reduced the from 730 million barrels in the SPR. That's when it was at its peak full. He's reduced it down to, I believe, 300 uh, in the SPR. Um, and so you take a look at how much do you think that affected people on um, at the pump? Pain at the pump. Yeah, no, I. It was thirteen cents, Mike. Uh, oh, really? So, yeah, here we are. We're now, and it was worth only nine days now that we have sitting in our reserve. What happens if Taiwan gets hit? What happens if uh, something else happens? We're dead meat, dude. We are dead meat. We're at, you're, you're, you're absolutely right. And so I think I, I don't I, I'm not a fan of selling. I wasn't a fan of selling the oil to begin with because I don't think it's like hedging. You don't hedge because you're going to make money. You hedge because it's a risk management tool. Why do you have a strategic petroleum reserve? It's a risk management tool for when supply is low and you can physically quickly supply right. oil. It's not a game and something to be gamed to lower prices for political reasons, which no, it's saying that's what happened, but it's an option and it sure looks like they're doing it. Well, um, take a hurricane, hurricane taking the the rigs out of the Gulf uh, has been used in Katrina. It's been used in several others where uh, rigs were down for several months. The oil companies borrowed the oil and then they refilled it. That's what an SPR needs to be used for. Yeah, no, I'm again, I'm 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 with you. So, you no. know, it's it I, we could talk for all we we could talk for all night about this, but is that all you got? That's all I got. It was a pretty calm day on that. Yeah, uh, it's pretty calm. Finance. Yeah, uh, over here in the finance world, I mean, and pretty chill prices, 76.41 on crude oils. We record this about 7.35. Man, it's a late one the night before here on the 20th. Uh, as I mentioned, oil prices, 76.42. We got uh, SPY was down, um, was up about a tenth of a percentage point. NASDAQ tumbled about a tenth of a percentage point, so fairly flat all around dollar week, which supports oil prices. But I thought something was very interesting too. TC Energy came out today and said that they've submitted its plan to restart the Keystone Pipeline with a source of familiar with the matter, according to our favorite source, Reuters. And that's been nearly two weeks since that 622,000 barrel pipeline has been shut off. So that's obviously going to soften prices a little bit as we move into the holidays. But so I, I think if you're wondering which way prices go from here, yeah. down. I don't know, but we'll see. But it normally takes 13 days when you release it from the SPR to get to the market. So if you've got refilling of that pipe, that Keystone pipeline, you're two weeks away from having that pipeline start back up correctly. You got to fill it up. You got to put a pig in it. You know, you got to there's stuff you got to do to it. Just it just does not turn on. Um, 
I'm with you, Stu. I'm absolutely with you. So, uh, you know, um, over on the Nat gas side, prices really, really stumbled, if only because weather models are turning extremely warm, not just for the upcoming week, even though throughout the Rocky Mountain region, they're about to get pounded with snow and are getting pounded with snow. But things for Q1 look extremely, extremely warm. And that's caused uh, Nat gas prices to fall all the way to $5.49 currently Ooh. trading. Again, we await a uh, EIA storage injection number, which comes on Thursday and I will be back to cover that. Um, actually, I won't. You'll get Stu for that one. So well, I'll make sure to be here on Friday and and round up what we missed, what we missed there. You know, looking at your your, your spot prices around the lower 48, several regional hubs did continue to sort of have strong premium. So if there's any one consolation, it's that your high BTU counts are still getting that premium pricing. Um, I know specifically in that mid-con region, you got that nice high PTU, uh, BTU gas. <laughs> means a lot. So I think the biggest um, thing to watch out for um, going forward with prices again on the oil side is just watching what happens with the Keystone pipeline. Um, you know, if, if if there's any short-term bearishness, it's probably that, you know, where weather models go, where weather models go, that's where nat gas goes. I think we're also that storage injection number, you know, if it comes out, you know, somewhat lower than that five-year average, um, it could cause prices to tumble a little bit. So it'd be very interesting to see where both go there, but that's really all I've got to do. Anything else they need to be watching out for? Nope. Just everybody travel safe as we get ready for the holidays. Absolutely. So with that, guys, we'll let you get out of here, get back to work. Thank you for checking us out here on the world's greatest podcast, the Daily Energy News Beat Stand Up for Stuart Turley. I'm Michael Tanner. Stu, we'll see you tomorrow. Today's episode of the Energy Newsbeat podcast is brought to you by Inveris. The energy industry faces massive challenges every day, and the events over the last two years have caused huge disruptions like never before. Companies in the energy industry need actionable intelligence and a single source of truth that brings all the data together. Inveris is the energy specialized technology partner that provides intelligent connections for a global energy ecosystem. Only Inveris has the analytics, people, experience, and industry scope to connect the right data and information in the right way to discover missed opportunities and deliver fast outcomes. Find out more at Inveris.com. That's E-N-V-E-R-U-S.com. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.